0: Hey, friends,
1: mine's a little late.
3: Hey, welcome back. How are we doing?
2: Wonderful! Good. How
3: are you, Tristan? Uh,
0: what episode are we on right now, guys? I know this has been kind of a hot topic lately. We haven't really been totally sure what that number is. I think it's one
3: thirty-five. I think I put it up. I th- yeah, I think that's correct.
0: Okay, one thirty-five, guys. Well done. We're uh, we're getting we're getting close to one fifty at. I don't know if that'll fall on like a match week recap or during a live watch, but I am kind of curious. I, I thought about doing the math today, but it was way too hard to figure out based on our erratic schedules. <laughs> yeah. <But laughs> yeah,
2: that would be tough.
0: We are getting close. Uh, for the first time in what feels like a long time, we have four beers on the table. Uh, Andrew, since you're making your return to having a beer with the pod, why don't you get us started?
3: I am drinking Percept by Bissell brothers. It's a beer I bought down in, uh, Down in D.C. I don't know why I bought it. Not out of Loudoun County. Loudoun Loudoun County. Um, But yeah, no, it's a a lager. German style. Oh, it's a Pilsner, so I'm sorry. It's German style Pilsner. And yeah, Bissell Brothers. Good beer. Good things. And a big fan of it. Big fan of that one?
1: Is that all right? Big fan of... I mean, even, what do you think about that one, man? Don't lie, don't, don't lie to the people. I had it, but yeah, you're just lying. You're lying on the on Andrew. Me. Don't
0: lie for Bissell's sake. No, I know. like it. No, I do like it. It's Actually, you really
3: good. You gotta be honest. Yeah, he's lying. It's not an IPA, so it's different, obviously. But I do like dude,
2: it. Dude, you would crucify me if I was drinking that beer.
3: What is it? No, I crucify you. A month you and a half,
2: bro. A month and a half, dude. You can't drink that. We crucify it's you. On we crucify
3: bro. you when you drink ciders,
2: okay?
1: Or your weird old man beer.
2: Yeah, whatever the hell. Hey, that don't is. hate on the brown beer. The nut brown, the honey that, brown. Look at that head! <laughs> look at that oh. head!
0: <laughs> I thought it was nut brown. <laughs>
2: honey brown. Oh yeah, yeah. We got nut brown. Uh, That's my fault.
1: Drink a white claw.
0: A claw.
1: Two. Keep, yeah, two. Keep my uh, body in shape.
0: Yeah, I could tell from here under that hoodie, you're looking pretty svelte.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's from all the white <laughs> claws that I've been drinking. Yeah. Well, it's now, it's now winter, so. You know, layer up, bulk yeah, up. Yeah, it's time to get a little grizzly. Yeah. Actually, like claw
0: winter, so. baby.
1: Grow the beard out. Yeah. <laughs> I can't grow a beard. Jay
0: Jay, do you said you can't grow a beard, right? I'm kinda curious what you'd look with facial hair.
2: I'd probably look like a freak. Jay and I are gonna be stash bros this winter.
1: I have to be. I can't grow anything else.
0: Yes, I'll do that with you guys. I'll wow. get rid of everything with the stash. It's in the logo that we have. So I'll no, do it. Let's do thing. it.
2: I'll do it. We'll just be the Stash Boys. Right? Let's do it for a month. Oh. <laughs> I can't grow enough hair to see it in a McKenna, month. <laughs> you're not allowed to grow my stash. <laughs> bro. I
0: should get started on it now, Connor. That's the point. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, I'm drinking. Oh wait, Connor, go. Go ahead.
2: Oh yeah, Andrew beat me to the punch. It's the season for a good old cider. <laughs> oh. You gotta be kidding me, man. Oh. And this can you just leave is a tasty of tasty ciders i just couldn't resist myself i also got an Oktoberfest beer from uh that that i'll break out in one of these companies why aren't you drinking that cause this is this sounds good tristan it's called it's from pony shack cider and it's called cider donut and it has notes of well obviously apple but then cinnamon and vanilla so it's not like just your traditional traditional cider and um Okay. It is fucking good. Dude, thank
3: God Tristan's not here. He would slap you across the face from this table. I mean, you guys can try
2: this, but it doesn't
0: (laughs) We'd have a spillage for sure. There'd be some spillage across the (laughs) table.
2: It comes in with the apple cinnamon. It's not syrupy or overly sweet. And then it leaves with a nice light touch of vanilla. So look it, I mean No, it looks it looks tasty. Yeah. It looks looks like piss. Try it, bro. It looks like piss. Pass it to Andrew so he can eat his fucking words and stop trash. Protest all stars.
0: you want. That's an early yellow for you, Connor. Right. I mean, I just huh. I just
2: commented the look of
3: the beer, and he called it
2: piss. So. I got I to gotta be easy on the next 90. we We'll see if I can keep yeah. it together, or I'll be. That's an
0: early yellow, and that's one of those early yellows where like the that. card comes out right away. Know. There's no debate. It was like a Jersey <laughs> tug, an open play.
2: Uh, boys, I might be seeing an early shower this episode then. Uh,
0: well... I brought a Dorchester beer to Rochester where I am right now. This is a punch bowl kettle sour ale from Dorchester Brewing Co. I've had it before. It's pretty good. Um, I would be drinking a Mortalis, but I already drank all of the Mortalis that I got uh, in like a pretty shocking amount of time, but I just needed a, a Mortalis shout out. <laughs> I am going to bring some back so that I, I can bring some for the boys to try it. No doubt. Cause you know, all I do is talk about it and, Oh, they had a barrel aged sour ale that I had. Oh my god! Don't even get me started.
2: What was that? Uh. Either way. What was that, Blizzy or Blizzard? You were drinking Blizzy.
0: That one wasn't my favorite. Was it? Uh, it was a pumpkin. It was pumpkin Blizzy. Ooh. That was the the style. So, but it was like, it was very pumpkiny, but it was also uh, quite sour.
3: Do you have so, one of those glasses that it comes in? Like those really?
2: No, that's his. Right.
3: Is that uh, yours?
0: Do we need? To, I can send you the the Etsy link. That's where I got mine. I might buy it. Yeah. Support small business. Yeah. Let's do it. That's, that's the way to do it.
3: Etsy sponsor. Um, uh, Etsy. Etsy sponsors.
0: Guys, I'm glad that we're all having a beer. That makes me happy. Uh, we can quickly touch on points. And I did a little bit of extra math today for anyone who's curious. And if you're new here, first of all, welcome. Uh, second of all, how points work is each week, the four of us pick our score predictions for the matches. You get one point for a correct winner. You get three for a perfect score line. This week, Andrew was our winner with 12.
2: Wow. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, first for everything. Six, no, I had six
0: correct score here. lines and two perfect scores. Uh, Jalen, you were in a close second with 10. Four oh, points, two perfect scores. Wow.
2: Uh,
0: and Connor and Tristan, who's me, in case you're also <laughs> new here, that's me. Uh, we each had six. So yeah. we didn't really help all that much. Um, but this was our second highest total. And before we move on, just because again, I did a little bit of extra work. Okay. Right now, our current leader in wins is Connor with three. And now, this is all for the match week. So, if you like, if you finish first and tied with somebody else, that's still a win for you that week. That's how this was right. determined. But Connor has three wins. Andrew has two. I have two. Jalen has one. Wow. And as far as perfect scores go, Connor has Jalen's is in the lead. He has 11 perfect scores predicted. Uh, 10, and, and I seven.
3: I can't believe um, I got. I can't believe I week. got Arsenal, Liverpool. Completely correct.
0: You smoked that one, dude. Three I two. saw that I today two, when I was, two, I was doing two. the tally. Yeah. But uh, oh, that's where we're at with match weeks. I'm gonna. I want to keep up just so that the math can. Like every ten match weeks or so, I'll.
2: No, I'll tell you.
0: I think it's really only four times. <clears throat> just but, make sure when uh, you keep
2: track, you just keep me in first, regardless of what it actually says. Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> yeah. I'll
0: flip the math so that it always, that it always works out. Yeah, that take way. some, yeah, take some you,
2: inverses and multiply it, that kind of thing.
0: Has anybody reached out to you guys about like betting using our picks?
2: No, I would hope not. No, I, think they'd be, so, I honestly think they'd be kind of in some cash this weekend. I also think that I mean, like, not this
3: weekend, uh, but this year, I also think like, the picks that people—I don't know—it's so hard to pick on football in general that like us getting a perfect scoreline is pretty.
2: I think uh I think someone won the N NBC SN or whatever the the five them pot. I saw that you some won 50K. dude won fifty k this week. We need to start entering that because at this point it's a no brainer, and we might as well give it a whirl. We haven't done it yet in what three seasons. But yeah, we should not, try that. Maybe it's around the corner. The only weird betting thing
1: about soccer is like the way they do goals. It's like, yeah, I'm, they do like half goals and like shit
2: like that. Yeah, and I can't even understand like bet lines or whatever they're called to be spreads. To the the amount of
3: times I've gotten like, yo, who's winning this game in high school? And I'm like, I'd be like, I, this team should win, but I, would I pick them? Yeah. Yes, but is it is it like a risk betting on soccer 100, percent and then they would pick the team I. Like, Tell them to pick and they don't win and I'm like, Well I tell them before, I'm like, Don't blame me, but like they may not win. The worst Let's is
2: when I this happened to me last year, but it's like an early stage FA Cup game and City's playing like some third tier team and I'm like, I can't pick that fucking game. Like I don't know if City's starting eighteen year olds. I don't know if they're resting starters. That's what Liverpool like, does, so you know what I mean? Like and I mean City won that day, but yeah, if you picked
1: a United one, you'd probably end some cash. Oh, yeah, True. definitely.
0: Yeah, I have a, a friend who I'll keep anonymous since I don't want to just tell everyone who my friends gambles all the time, but <laughs> uh, there is a friend that does reach out every once in a while, and there have been a couple times where, like a few weeks ago, and this was pre-Grand Potter at Chelsea, this one things weren't going so well, and he was like, hey, I'll double my total right now if Chelsea beat Southampton this week. But do you think that's going to happen? Because I don't want to risk it. I'll lose everything if I don't. And I was like, honestly, you <laughs> should cash out because I feel it's like they're kind of playing shitty right now. And that was the week out. and one, two to one. I completely had forgot he and I had, had this conversation, but he was like, dude, good call. But again, it was one of those things where it's just <laughs> in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, I don't know. And then it works out and you're like, fuck, I should have put down some money. But
3: it never I mean, really so. works out the way you want it to, I feel like. So what
0: I'm saying. When it's not your money, it always comes back clean. But when it's, when it's, when you're the one gambling, it's like, oh, fuck, none of my picks were right this week. Now I'm going to be homeless. (laughs) Seriously. Now I have to have that fun conversation with my friends about borrowing money. That's going to be great. (laughs) Um, But we move on to match week 10 action. Arsenal getting far and above the statement win of the weekend. Connor, we'll get this out of the way early because I'm sure you have a lot to talk about. But before we get to what Liverpool did not do well, I mean, there's a long laundry list of things. Arsenal did do well, but what were your guys' initial thoughts on the game?
3: I thought it was ex- – I mean, I know Liverpool did dominate more the first half, but Arsenal moved in. It's a game of two halves, and you see how how much their style of play has really really come to form, and they were super exciting to watch in the second half all over Liverpool. Martinelli was exciting. Odegaard was was phenomenal in midfield. sock, obviously taking players on. Gabriel doing what he does – Getting not only just you know skillful in the ball but physically getting pretty battered in the back line with Allison coming out of net and obviously Van Dyke matching up against uh Van Dyke and Matip before he was taken off but um no it it was a it was a, f- a fun game to watch and obviously a high scoring high scoring game and it's a big win in my opinion for Arsenal just in terms of what it kind of means for their season i I know there's a lot of talk of like oh can they win the league can they win the league I don't know if that's realistic but is it realistic they finish second or challenge or have some like challenging games against the likes of City yes 100% I think it will be fun to watch them continue to play this way and 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 I hope that they uh it, for the sake of liking a lot of those Arsenal players like Martinelli Saka Odegaard I think I'd like to see them continue to be successful
1: Um what did it it ended 2-1 at the half right mm mm-hmm. Mhm I mean, in my opinion, I don't really think Liverpool had any stake in the game, just because I they dominated possession in the first half, but I don't think the momentum was ever on their side. Something was just off. I don't, I don't, I don't know what it was. I I kind of,
0: Jay, I felt the same exact way, honestly. I don't know exactly what it was either. I mean, I looking back, you know, I remember saying to myself, "Well, yeah, Liverpool were." Technically, the better the better team this half. But the more I thought about it, I wasn't sure if that was actually true. And I feel like what it was, and and what I commend so much this Arsenal team of this season is their work rate. I mean, there's everybody was busting ass from minute zero to minute ninety. But like Martinelli in particular was working extremely hard. They just outworked. I felt like they outworked Liverpool. Maybe they maybe they had more of a erratic game plan. Liverpool had more of a stable you know way of getting up the field, but. All in all, I felt like Arsenal outworked him, and that's why when the penalty came, soft as it was, and when when the final whistle blew, I was like, they earned. The, for me, to me, they earned the, they earned. Or they earned the three points?
1: Yeah, I mean, when Arsenal was on a breakaway versus when Liverpool was on a breakaway, I was definitely more scared of Arsenal, just because I felt like their chances at that moment were going to be comp- like like pounced on more than Liverpool. I don't know. Liverpool just didn't have that bite, in my opinion. They did bring it back. Bobby with a great goal, but even in but by that time in the second half, I mean Arsenal was in Liverpool's half for maybe fifteen minutes. Or they're more.
3: in pure form in the second half. I think Arsenal, like yeah. they're in their purest form.
1: I mean Liverpool's dealing with a lot of injuries and a lot of just like I, I think just turmoil. They just like don't know what's going on. So I mean I, I can't front them for that, but I do think Arsenal had the upper hand for most most of the ninety.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean sitting here as a Liverpool fan. Uh, I can't disagree that Arsenal deserved the win on the day. Uh, they certainly outplayed us heavily in the second half. We were pegged in. They were creating loads and loads of chances. We were forced to play on the counter, and we don't have. We lost some of the blistering pace as Luis Diaz goes off. Um, obviously, Bobby slides in. Jota, not a pace hoarder by any means, and Salah just wasn't seeing the ball. Also got yanked. So being forced to play on a counter and not really creating many chances in doing that or having that fluid I don't know whatever it takes to get down the pitch quickly two to three passes from back line to midfield to our attacking players like that it just wasn't going to work for us I think it it shows a lot that Liverpool was able to battle back twice coming out within a minute you're already down 1-0 that's obviously something that Liverpool needs to address because we go behind in every single game we play, no matter the opponent, and for it to happen this early at the Emirates. That's tough to come back from. We did steady it in the first half and weathered the storm that Arsenal was hoping to put on, but then it's like, okay, we've recovered. We're 1-1 going into the half and then right before the halftime whistle they go on a counter. We make a couple of errors that allow them to counter all the way into our final third and they punished us. And if they're going to take those chances, like they deserve to be in those position to win games. Sure. The penalty was soft. Um, I think the Jota handball is just as much of a shout for a pen as Jesus going down, but it's kind of an instance of Arsenal made their own luck on the day. Liverpool didn't do enough and put themselves in danger, not dangerous enough areas. To warrant a result um, A draw for us would have been a win On the day And a draw for Arsenal would have been a loss So that just shows that they were well on the front foot And we couldn't handle What they were throwing forward It, it was really impressive Like even Ben White was able to get forward And look dangerous um, Traditionally a center back Obviously sliding in really well as a right back for Arsenal
1: I was confused why they had Tommy Asu on the left side And they had Ben White on the right side Because isn't Ben White a lefty Or am I bugging Ah is he a
2: righty? I think he is because I think he used to play right center half for them. So I, th- oh, I believe right. he's a righty. I know Gabrielle is a left-footed player, so that makes sense why he plays off the left. But okay. I think Ben White is right. I think I just had their
1: feet mixed up because I know Tommy Osu's. He's right-footed. Yeah, he yeah, right. yeah. I know Tommy Osu's double-footed.
2: And so I mean, it even both matter. outside backs did really well with the likes of Diaz. The pace of Diaz and Salah, like they're pretty much pocketed. I Diaz. think their
3: midfield too, Arsenal's midfield was, exce-
2: Partey was exceptional at least in the second half. Yeah, he fucking took out Diaz.
3: Yeah, he did unfortunately. I mean, before we move into Liverpool, but I want to talk about in terms of like your guys' expectations of Arsenal's season going forward, the significance of the win in terms of how they match up against other sides. Obviously, they lost to United. I think that's just a one-off scenario with Arsenal and they were just you know caught out in the day with United's counterattacking, but in terms of legitimacy this season and the performances that they've had against the likes of Spurs and, and now Liverpool, where do you see them finishing or what do you see them doing?
1: They, I, I just don't – I don't think they have proven, like, depth. Like, they have depth in most positions, but I don't think they have City depth. Um, even – I mean, other than City, I don't really know a squad that has super good depth. I mean, United does, but they, it's their play style that can get a little, like – Construed. Getting their own way, yeah. yeah. But I mean, Arsenal has the death. But I just don't know if in Ketia, if like uh, v-, v what is Fabio Vieira? He's Fabio.
3: he's actually proven. He's actually been proven. Uh, yeah, before, I know, but. I know
1: he's good. But I'm just saying, like in a really starting, like if someone goes, if Partey goes down, can F- Vieira fill that role? Is yeah. The, it's just like I really would like to see their oh, yeah. second oh. squad prove themselves. I mean, you're not gonna just toss out the like second people like that. Maybe in the Europa League, but. Um, if I would just see them in action and see that how good they still play with a few pieces missing, then I'd be like, yeah, they're legit.
3: Yeah, I guess that's a good point. And I feel like that's where you kind of have to rotate your squad a bit just to kind of give those players, um, consistent, you know, match fitness, so they're they're able to, to take up the task if they are just to lose players like Partey, LaKonga would probably come in. Um, Odegaard goes out, Fierro come in, Saka or Martinelli come out, Emil Rowe is there. If Gabriel's not playing, you have Nketiah. So I guess, and then obviously they have a few defensive players to come in as well, but it's kind of just like how will they favor? And I think they would favor well. I think Arteta has worked with these players long enough where they know the system. It's just about consistent game time when there's availability like in the cup games, like in Europa League and... um. I still think it's a shame to not see Emil Smith Rowe playing consistently, but I think he's fully capable of starting for Arsenal.
2: Yeah, I think he's the one that adds the most depth for them. Like, if they lose one attacker, they certainly have someone they can rely on. My biggest question mark, I is just when Arsenal are tested, they never pass the test. They were above Spurs end of last season. They were in fourth. They have. I don't agree with that. What tests well, have they passed? What have they done? What tests have they really, like... They were they were fourth with three games, yeah, pop, but, four but, games but, to play last season, just, and they bottled it. They did bottle it, but it's... With the same team. They also
3: were super inconsistent all season long. They were... They were going... Regardless uh,
2: sh- of the fact, those are the games you need to win to prove yourself
3: as a title <laughs> contender. Yeah, but there's also games that you need to win in, earlier on in the season that... You could pro- say that about any that, team. But I'm It's not, different I'm, when
2: the pressure's I'm on. I'm not
3: saying title winning, though. I'm just saying, like, in terms of them being a legitimate team to... Obviously, they're going to make top four, in my opinion, but in terms of just being a compelling squad, it's kind of harsh to just put it on that, that one stretch of the season where they were already so inconsistent and that Arteta didn't have his full... Like A lot of these players are no. new, and there was still a lot to be worked out, and they're still being worked out, but it's working consistently right now.
2: I completely disagree with what you're saying because if we were talking about Tottenham right now, Tottenham and, were, and you were saying Tottenham, Tottenham sits third... If you talk about them as a legitimate player for top four, you're gonna are. Up, you're gonna bring up the fact though that they can't win games when they need to. They can't get across the line for a trophy, and this Arsenal team has not proven that they can do that when their backs against the wall. So that's the difference of what makes a good team versus a great team. A but great team really needs to do They haven't really gotten
3: many it. tests. They haven't really. They, they got they, they got faced one test, a glaring they have,
2: test last season. They had one failed. test last season,
3: but in terms of trophies, like they really haven't been tested. They they weren't gonna really win anything. They ducked the out they of the did, FA, FA Cup. Yeah, FA they FA got, ducked out of the FA Cup co-
0: recently. Not, not to bring not with in, this it's team. The though. Test, it's it's I think it's important to put goalposts here because in terms of tests they've been given, they did win an FA Cup relatively recently. I know that they are a team that traditionally does well in cup matches, but I guess I don't. know, I don't agree or disagree with either one of you really yet. But no. I mean, that, I think if this team, is something I'm, I'm going to differentiate.
2: That's a point taken, and I mean, they did duck out of the FA Cup in a grand fashion last year, like they lost to. Was it Nottingham? Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. It was Middlesbrough, yeah. Um, so, Middlesbrough. like, those are little tests that they haven't <laughs> proven they can pass. And, I mean, sure, they could They could finish second. I mean, I don't think they will. I think Chelsea still has more on them. Uh, it's still early enough where Liverpool might be able to crawl out of whatever form they're in. I, I do think Arsenal look the second-best team in the league. Um, but their depth of the stuff that Br- Jalen brings up is also a concern because it's like, yes, they have these players, but when you have to step up, whether they know Arteta's system well enough, Arteta is commanding the helm very well. He made in-game changes against um, Liverpool that favored them. Like he made, he, he he stands behind his decision and he makes confident decisions, but. When a player goes down, if a Jesus goes down, and we could always say, oh, what if a player goes down? But in the case of depth, like, these young players then having to be the solution, can they handle the pressure? Like, I, I don't know if Fabio Vieira can handle the pressure of a uh, f- five Premier League string of games. I don't know if, I mean, who's there, who plays off the right? Like, it's, it's going to be... If soccer's out. It's going to be Pepe? What's Pepe, his name? Pepe's gone. He's gone.
3: I oh. think you would... Oh, who are they? like they need a right winger. I I think January will be big for them, anyways. I think big, I think right winger
1: was you know, one of those summer
0: things. The better they play now, you're right, Andrew. January will be a lot easier for them. I think. I guess the thing that I'm most skeptical about, and and I mean I've been super impressed with the way they played, but is this super high high press, high high intensity? I mean, you guys kind of brought it up before with injuries, not to like. You could you could shoehorn the injury argument into anybody's side that's mm-hmm. playing well. The injury bug can affect anyone, but do you think this is something that they'll be able to? They'll almost it'll be impossible to sustain the level they're at right now. But do you think they can sustain enough of it playing this super high intensity football the whole season? That's that's the thing that I would pose as a question. That's what I'm not sure about.
3: I think they can. I think the energy is there. I think the intensity is there, and I think the biggest threat to them is injuries. Only I don't think and maybe they get may get they they may get they may get in their own way with like as Connor mentioned certain things like certain challenges, but we've seen it already.
0: I mean, I think they'll have high expectations for themselves. Yeah, I think they're definitely capable of winning the Europa League. And I'm I'm not at all trying to say, oh, the, the quicker they get out of that tournament, the better. But if they really want to put all their eggs into the Premier League basket not being in as many cup competitions for a team that isn't like we've said is maybe as deep as they should be for if they want to aspire to the things they look to do but again depth will be a problem for anybody but that's the thing I think of too is will, will, will this just start to wear a little bit thin over time especially with the if they keep going deeper into these competitions which they should
3: yeah I think this is a season where we'll have to they'll have to pick what they want to go for I don't think it I don't think they should pick the league. At all. I think they should pick a, comp- a cup competition or the Europa League. Because, um, I mean imagine they make top four, they win the Europa League. Imagine they get second place and they win the Europa League, they're in the Champions League and they have a trophy. That I would mean, be ima- imagine
1: yeah. they don't make top four, then they win the Europa yeah. Europa League, they're in Champions,
3: they're Champions League. League. So they like there's yeah. I think like that's
2: a situation where they have different avenues to find success. Yeah. You know, I mean Everyone that listens to me right now is probably gonna be like, Oh, like he's hating on Arsenal. Connor's like, always a doubtful one. I, I just don't wanna like sure, <laughs> they've played well for what, ten weeks now, not even eight weeks, well, whatever they, it might be. They, but they show like of it like we, we can't all of a sudden shoe them in and put them next to I'm not saying we're putting them level with, but putting them next to or within the same group that city is. Like, I'm not I'm not doing that. Like And they have things that they need to deal with this season. They could come back from the World Cup a completely different team. They have a lot of, teams that, a lot of players that will be going to international duty. I'm not saying that they're going to get hurt there, but say their team bond is broken with the time of absence or leave from the World Cup. Some players don't come back as confident. That's something that I don't know this Arsenal team as is as equipped to deal with um, as some of the more experienced sides like even Chelsea could do under Grand Potter.
3: Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's fair. But I, I do think... You can also say that about any... I think... They've been fucking phenomenal, but it is yeah. a young team. I don't think City... I don't think they're going to match City over the course of a full season. But I think... I think they're up for the mental challenge. I think Arteta is such a good leader right now for them, too. Just, like, the atmosphere that he... The, the atmosphere he brings for them in terms of his personality and what he demands of them and how long he's been demanding that of, from them for so long... And now they're bought in. They bought. They brought really good players in that really fit the system, and I think it's. I think it's. It's a. Lot, it's hopeful seeing a manager like him and the players that they have now, yeah. playing well and the leaders that you can kind of see within the
2: squad. Yeah,
0: there's room. There's room for another great Premier League manager. Again, not saying that's where this is headed, but it seems like there are the current great ones, the ones that sort of come and go from the Premier League, but. You know, it'd be nice to see another premier young coach in the Premier League, sort of making his chops, coming from a, a place that's very renowned in terms of football. But and this isn't and a it's not I, just for the I, game.
3: This might be too much like praise for Arteta, but this isn't a one-off. Like I think you look how long he's been with Arsenal, and yes, they've invested heavily in the squad, but I still think that a lot of those players shining aren't. I mean, they bought Martinelli for £6 million. Sokka's a youth player. Gabriel, yes, they invested for. Jaka is like a revamped player under Arteta. Saliba's been desperate to get in the side and finally is under Arteta. And a couple... Ben White's a big spend. Yeah, but like I think a lot of the squad is his development and the way they play, considering Arsenal over the last five years, or I guess before Arteta's time, it was so... uh, (laughs) It it was that like Spursy aspect to them. If you want, if I want to be harsh, um, it was like they can't really live up to anything. Yes, the FA Cup they would win, but like they'd have those Arsenal moments. I guess I forget that.
2: I think they still have. I think they have that hue because Saliba is going to have. He's eventually not going to be playing perfect anymore. Gabriel has errors in his game. Like yeah, these, these are things that young players are and that, difficult I, to rely on. In I that think sense. I think
3: that's when we all need to, and especially Arsenal fans need to realize that it's not going to be perfect all season. And I think if that expectation is held on them like a little bit more then I think we won't all be surprised when something right. does go wrong and to ride on
2: city's coattails. Like yeah, sure. That, Liverpool has done it. Liverpool has also done it with the, like arguably the best team in the world. Like they, and they still couldn't beat city. Like we, we could go do it in the champions league. We could go do it in other areas where we needed to do it two domestic cups. But like, to even achieve a 90-point tally, if Arsenal fans think they can do that this season, maybe it it would be nothing short of a miracle if they can get 90 points, but that is so hard to do. Like, so hard to do. We never saw it until, like, the City Centurions and stuff. Like, it's just something that fans are going to be brainwashed by if they set those expectations to getting 90 points, being right next to City and following them all the way. So, if Arsenal finished fourth this season... That's that's like, that's phenomenal for them where where they're at, and if they can drive deep in other cup competitions, get that experience under their belt, even get a snag of some hardware, like that's just a, that's an awesome season, and that's well yeah, deserved. Yeah, and
0: uh, in terms of contenders, before we move on, we haven't mentioned Chelsea at all, who I think now are like two wins on the bounce, and then two Champions League wins as well. So they're a team that. Because they had sort of a rough start and no one's talking about, but they're sort of riding that like, oh, good, good. No, nobody paid attention to us. We're, yeah. we're just six goals in our last two matches and going to get out of our Champions League group. We don't pay attention to us. Keep looking at Arsenal. Keep looking at City. But either way, uh, to bring on Liverpool, which is a more somber topic, and Connor, I'll give yeah. you the floor on this one because I'm curious to hear what, what, what your thoughts are, what your expectations are this season. But uh, where where does Liverpool go from here from a fan standpoint?
2: Um, I mean, I don't know. Andrew 10th right
0: now. Yep. What are you two, four and two?
2: Yeah. I think something like what, that. What about, what about a lot of draw? You were framing it as, no, is, no, is I, this Liverpool's downfall?
0: No, i I meant
3: like the downfall of the season. So it's there, it's a downfall right now. Look oh at yeah. But like the like, situation right now, the
2: word downfall means like end of empire type of feel. And I don't think that is this, I think we prove that bump in the road, we, we can bounce back from that. <laughs> Uh, that doesn't even need to be explained. That w- with what we did last season, um, but it it is a transition. Sure, we lost Sadio. The team itself, the injury bug, but it's also just that we're not playing with the same um, aggression and passion that we're used to seeing the boys in the red shirts play with. So, I don't know. I, I'm not really that worried. Um, I trust. I uh, yeah. To
0: ask more – sorry to cut you off. To ask a more specific question, and and th- there have been varying answers to this too. I like Saddam Omani very much. Uh, do you think saying that, like, they're missing him and that's why it's causing these these problems, do you think that sort of takes away from the other players? I think he was a great player, no doubt. I just I think they have still have an 11, Louis Diaz included, not currently, but yeah. I still think that that was more a part of it. But what, what do you think? Yeah,
2: I, I think the press was always going to say – that, oh, Sadio's gone, now they're struggling, like he's the missing piece and he was this unsung hero the whole time. But if Sadio was still here and we were struggling with these issues now, like like he would be probably getting sold anyway and it would be on horrible terms. Like, so, yeah, sure, the other players – they, they deserve just as much credit. Like it was a unified team front to back. And that's why we were so good at what we did and could be anyone on a day when we roll up in the bus. But so, yeah, I think that that's kind of blown out of proportion. That's going to be a press thing. Um, and that, that's just how it goes. Louis Diaz is a very solid replacement for Sadio it's and not a
1: Viper like Sadio though.
2: No, but he's also I don't know he's he's adapting. Sadio had time in the prem. I
3: just think this. I think this. I think the Sadio thing is so ridiculous because there was Liverpool fans calling for him not to play up until a certain point last season. And then he went on a tear when Salah eventually started playing poorly. So it's like, is that actually legitimate or is it just like you're looking for a story and a situation yeah, that like a difficult was on a situation. crazy
2: goal drought. Like he yeah. was on a crazy goal so drought. He was coming off his worst season that he publicly stated, he's like, that was one of, that was the most difficult, like, season in my career when he was struggling to find the back of the that, and it was just, like... I think you're giving too much form. credit to
3: a player amongst other great players. Yes, he was a really outstanding player, but... And I rate him highly, but I don't think Sadio Mane is the issue at Liverpool.
1: It, so you think you're finishing top four? From Liverpool.
2: I do think we're going to finish top four. We looked, re- like, as much as, <clears throat> one... We're in, a situa- I so too. we're in a situation right now where it's, like, things are not, like, I don't know when the... the wait, 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 well, so- I don't even know the saying I'm trying to come up with, but it's, like, things are not going well right now. Like, it's Murphy's Law. Like, the worst case is happening. Day in, day out at Liverpool. Like, we're in a bad stretch of form. Darwin, our new signing, sent off, straight red. Now injuries pile up. Trent, in... Huge question. Goes off with a ankle injury. Um, we're finally getting some players back. Other players drop with injuries. Like, we get Jota back. Now Diaz is down. And amidst it all, we face Arsenal. Sure, we lose on the day. But despite the performance, I think it was good enough to get us points and to be right there with the second-best team in the Premier League. We, we were there ready to take whatever. We bounce back from two goals, like – I I just think it shows that Liverpool have it in them still. We're switching formations. We play in a four two three one again. Um, that's never easy to do, despite the quality of players. So, and and we play City next weekend. Like, what are we looking at? Like, any other team? United? I mean, they stole points off Arsenal. But like, if Tottenham right now, if they face Arsenal and then City, like, they might drop points both those games. Like, it, it's just like it's going from bad to worse right now, and there's nothing we can do about it except weather it, and then. Fix it on the other side. That's that's where I see it. I but, think
1: I think you would have to have a huge bounce back up to make top four, in my opinion. I mean, we, I, I just think this Liverpool squad right now is looking extremely mortal as as, as opposed to yeah. other seasons.
2: The the conceding so, goals is my biggest concern. Like Van Dijk is
1: looking like he's still he's still top two mm-hmm. and, and not two center backs in the world. But like yeah,
0: right now, what's the, what's the top four uh, look like without Liverpool in it? Like, as I say, like, who are the four teams getting past them for sure?
1: City, Chelsea, Arsenal. Uh, I'm going to put a, I'm gonna put Spurs, <laughs> I think. I have to I put, Spurs. put Spurs. <laughs> I
3: thought he was going to put Spurs. I was going to go United, but
1: respect. No, no. I, I, need, I, I need a little bit more from United, but I would definitely say Spurs at the moment.
3: This isn't, like, me hating Liverpool at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the same. It's kind of say that with a straight face. It's kind of the same <laughs> yeah, argument. Okay, it's yeah, kind yeah. of the same <laughs> argument that you have applied to, to Arsenal in terms of like the world cup. Cause this is a legitimate, like worry is like, okay, we have, we have about a month left until the world cup happens. So that means you have a month to kind of get things back on track before these players go off to their countries in hopes that like they come back ready to get going again. Cause
1: th- unscathed.
3: Th- yeah. Th- yeah. unscathed. This break's going to be really, um, Significant in terms of like how how players that are in form come back how teams that are in form come back and how teams that aren't kick on so do you want to be going in in you know rough form like our Liverpool are do you want to be going in in hot form and I would I'd probably say in rough form if I had to guess but. Just because, like, the momentum, maybe? I
2: don't, I don't know. I, I don't worry as much for Liverpool because we have professionals in our... Like, that, not but saying that, that Arsenal but, doesn't. But, but like, don't, don't, don't... Salah's not going to the World don't, Cup. Don't, like, don't be like, we have professionals. going to Vassar's the World Cup. Cup. Louis Diaz can rest. We don't have to rush him it's, back it's for injury. It's not about
3: professionalism. It's more about, like, the state of the situation when you're going away, when players are going away and there is a break. I think it could be beneficial to Liverpool, but I also think there's a detrimental aspect to it. So... It's a matter of all right. How 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 poorly do you go into the World Cup? Like how, how much struggle is there? Say like it gets worse from this. Like say for the next month it does get worse, like that might be like that would be extremely concerning. Or if it doesn't, it might be like damn, we just started hitting momentum. Um, so it, it it's that to me that's like the biggest concern is like all right, how do these players come back? It's a it's gonna be. December by that point and then say things get worse and it's January or not worse but it stays in that like rough you get wins still but there's rough games it's a little shaky you're not you're not getting points that are significant and the likes of um, United are are kicking on Um, Chelsea are, are continuing to perform well and that top four gap gets not that you'll be like miles off but like just teams are continuing to perform but Liverpool continue to struggle a little bit with certain games so that's my biggest look at it because, I mean, for even for United, like I don't even know where we're going to end up considering that we're so inconsistent at times that I, I don't know how this breaks and I really impact our club. And like, the, if we have momentum going in, will that just screw things completely? Or if we don't, will it just continue?
2: I mean, you're always going to want to go in on better form. I don't think we want it to be like worst case going in. But we were 14 points off. City in January. And I'm not saying that Seam can make up 14 points, but not on City, but we can make up 10 points on Arsenal. We can make up six points on Tottenham. We'll, we'll, like, we'll hopefully do the double over. Do we already play you? No. No. We'll hopefully do the double over them.
0: November, like, the weekend of November 5th is the first time. So, like, sure. and we played
2: in the last three weeks, we've played. Out of the top five, like five. I mean, your your schedule five of them.
0: looks a lot harder now because Arsenal's playing so well. Like in the beginning of the season, you always, you always beat Arsenal. Yeah, they haven't what beaten
2: it, us in how long? Yeah, their
0: last, I think they had won one of their last 14 like, matchups against Liverpool. Right. So this has always been a game that you would win. So looking at the schedule, you're like, oh, nice. We'll beat Arsenal 3-1. to one. A huge momentum booster, and then we can go into city with a good mindset. But now you look at it, and you're like, "Geez, Liverpool are getting smoked." Schedule wise, like they got two beaters back. Brighton,
2: and back. like Brighton, was fourth when we played them. Like, yeah, and they're still playing well. They weren't easy for Tottenham to deal with. Like,
3: no, I know, but there's a, like, say, like you come against Newcastle. Newcastle's a really good side. Like
2: I'm saying, these games are like, did, oh yeah. What if we play all the best informed but, teams but right now? It's not going to be good. For but <laughs>
3: those are the games that you're struggling in, and I'm just saying that, like. To say they're just yeah, going to make up like 10 points. Where,
2: those aren't the games where you find a foothold in. I don't think you do. I know. I'm just saying like. We make up points because United will drop points against Bournemouth. Or United will drop points against Brentford. Liverpool won't drop points there.
3: Well, I don't, think, I don't think United's a team you need to worry about. I think it's the likes of the top four favorites at the moment.
2: Uh, we just. Top four favorites. Pick them.
3: Right now, I think it's City, Arsenal, Chelsea Spurs. Personally. I think those are the four teams that can make it. You don't think Liverpool I don't in think form for.
2: is capable of making up point? I think any li- of those. Teams. I
3: think they're in. They're capable of like making up points, and I just don't know if they'll like in terms of the teams that are in form right now. Like I think they're going to stay in form for a while, personally. Like I think Spurs will continue to, to continue to grab points.
1: I also don't think the Liverpool I mean, performance is the And I think it's a little own own own. bit arrogant
3: to think, like, oh, it can't happen to Liverpool. Like, there's no possible way that we can, like, there's we won't make top way, four, man. But, there like,
2: this team has done it. We were what? 10, like, but this we isn't had 10, ten matches. We had 10 team. matches to play in the season. This isn't the same team, and we you guys in, are racking injuries up. We had no back line. We were playing Nat Phillips and Reese Williams. But this is not the and same team. And we made top four over is, some of those teams. This isn't the same team. Again, like, it's not the Oh, and that wasn't. That was a worse team. We didn't have a back line, I mean, man. I mean, we played Nat Phillips and Reese Williams in the Champions League. Like, you're acting like we're not a capable side. I'm not saying you're incapable at all, but you're acting like you're incapable to. to is it wrong of me for what we've done for the past six years to think that this team is it's not wrong capable? To, it's wrong for you. To... I'm not saying there's not a chance. I know. I'm saying it is more likely for us to finish top four and make up those points and find a foothold in form against all the lower tier opponents. And do enough. And I think this we my, play best. My point is I, the, with our backs against the I wall. And I think this next month is going to be
3: very critical, very crucial into how the rest of your season is going to play out, just because of the World Cup coming up, and with that month break and like when teams come back, like how much is it going to affect
2: everybody. And I'm thinking I think it's, it's going to. Liverpool m- aren't sending that many players to the World Cup. No, they're not. Joe it, Gomez, Trent. I don't know if his, he's probably not going to the World Cup, especially yeah, because I he picks up this knock. I, I,
0: I, of the of the three, of, of United, Liverpool, and Spurs, I think Spurs are sending the most guys by far. We have like 11 fucking people we're sending. I wish it was canceled so bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, Thiago's not going. It's Matt Tipt's not going. Allison's going go. to go. Scotland didn't qualify. No. Robinson's no. not going.
3: No, no no McTominay going?
1: Uh, damn, what a
3: shame. Okay, God, it'll be it'll nice it's and like rest literally the
0: whole. It's like the whole Spurs 11. Kane will go. Reese James might not go. go.
1: LaRice will go. I don't know. The, I
3: don't go. know the state of his injury, but who? Reese James came off injured today. All
1: three right backs, because Kyle Walker's injured. Yeah. Luckily,
0: yeah. it's Team England. We got five right backs, baby. Yeah, they got Tripp. Trippier
2: is going to light it up. we are going to play Trish Doherty on. at right back, and then Tris will be out. Another player. <laughs> oh, he he's Irish. Irish. <laughs>
0: oh, he is. Shit. <laughs> Butcher that. <laughs> don't one. wish that upon me for two teams. Man. Come on. <laughs> no. Uh, well, moving on. Speaking of not good results, uh, Nottingham Forest have not been getting good results. Despite that, from God Himself, Steve Cooper is looking at a brand new shiny contract. I think
3: through
1: twenty
0: twenty six.
1: How does he? How does he get that?
3: Do you think there's more? He um, better have a buyout. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm not. I don't think Steve Cooper is a good manager considering how much investment there's been in the squad. But
1: could more be asked the players? I would say yes. I mean, oh, I, again, coming from your side, also, he's meshing together so many different personalities. Yeah. And, and I don't think all they're pla- looking at that guy in the face every day, <laughs> listening to instruction, are probably like, "What is this goblin saying?" Dude? I also
3: don't think a lot of those signings
1: were his signings.
2: When we talk about that sometimes. No, with they just bought everything and like, yeah, so really.
3: I think he's been given a really difficult job with that. Like, if someone's like, "Oh, we're gonna buy all these players," and you have to figure it out. And you're like, I didn't even bring, I didn't even come up with like these You Yeah, Brennan
1: Johnson on one side, like, and then you have Renan Lodi from Atletico Madrid, who's played in like semifinals, and you're trying yeah. to explain to him like how to play the game, and you he's have, probably just like
3: shut up. You have Serge Aurier, who's like a Champions League finalist, PSG player, like, the, and then you have I don't know who's on the right. I mean, some Irishman
1: from Nottingham. It's just such a, it's just such Jay a lings, right? Oh, Jay links Jay links like, you have, have all these have players J-Links. that are superstars, super players, and you have... Some at some th- point in their career, they played at a very, very yeah. high level, and, and then now you, they're at Nottingham in 19th
3: place. And you have some players who have never played at the level, hit the heights that they have, and it's kind of hard to mesh those players together. So I guess, from, from, a, from playing devil's advocate, like, that's kind of a defensive, defense for him is, it's not an easy ta- task, and I think more can be asked... And it's def,
1: but it's still questionable. They gave him a con-
3: to give him a contract, just weird. But yeah, even, but even like, just keep the contract
1: he has. But now. last year, even with the like the like not as good players, like he made a run in the FA Cup. Like, yeah, it's, it's not like he's better, yeah. it, it's not like he's foreign to winning. So why now, when he's losing, yeah. you're saying, yeah, that's my guess.
2: Also, they don't have the luxury of time. Like, yeah. okay, sign him to a new contract. Now you get relegated. You have to fucking sell half of your team or more.
1: They definitely sign all those dudes like one year. So and yeah, if you fire they, your manager, you have, you have no to team. pay him out for yeah, the rest that's of his also contract. A, that's like, also oh, wait, another so thing. Why so those dudes go? Yeah. You've
0: now had what is even more major of a restructuring of your squad than if there had like been a takeover, and then you go into the championship with an equally sized restructuring on your hands. Like I don't know how any club <laughs> could deal with two summer windows of just absolute madness within within the squad. Like. I think there's some chance that this team could start to come together because of the things you guys have mentioned, because there is a lot of experience. These guys just they might know how to come good at some point and work together. And I think maybe the form will start to rise a little bit. And again and again, since they're a relegation squad, all they they don't need to play well, they just need to not play as shitty as three other teams. And I do still think Nottingham are capable of doing that, but
1: the players I are, know. but he has to string that eleven together. And I don't know if he's capable of that. Yeah. Like the, he he had like we've mentioned so many f- like very well known names and I haven't really seen them on the pitch. I was literally watching the game and I was like I do not know Nottingham's midfield. I don't I don't I don't know a lot of them.
3: Cuarte did play against Villa, I think. Or maybe, no, maybe
1: yeah. maybe the weekend
3: before that he was playing.
1: No, he played he played against Villa. I yeah, I think I think he's just
2: like. At- they have Gibbs he's, White. Being, he's being asked. Gibbs White. That's First of all, so Gibbs White is very,
3: very. Gibbs White is really good. Yeah,
2: he ripped it off the post. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's I rate great. him highly. But he's like, like the best player right now. Yeah. To your guys, like to put like what is it? Nineteen players. That's nineteen players. He. No, it's that's, twenty-one.
1: That's twenty-one. He's brought in on top but of like, the probably fifteen that he already had. And,
2: and at this level, it's like, can you bring twenty-one new guys of varying levels of superstardom together? and build a culture within those 21 before their personalities start to get in the way. That's my biggest They're fear. They're big like, personalities maybe, too. Like, maybe he does have a system. Maybe he has a way of playing, but can he get those those personalities and those, I don't know, like, Outright stars bought in before it's like, oh, I'm just here collecting a paycheck. Like Jay Links is on, he's one hundred He's, a he's week. not necessarily the guy that would be just collecting a paycheck because he does enjoy the game and he's finally gotten back to that. But like some of those guys, it's like I don't fucking care about winning. Like I'm just gonna get sold to some other European club next season. I'll I'll bag my wage. I'll yeah, this could live, This like,
1: could be a pit stop for some of them. Yeah. Or so more than I like, think more than. I think think he's
2: in a shit position. I think putting him on an extended contract is poor doings by whoever fucking tossed it out.
0: It does show, I mean, it does show trust in a manager playing with a new squad. I think the last time we saw it, playing in a new league, rather, excuse me, I think last time we saw this was at Norwich. Uh, When Delia Smith was talking about Daniel Farkey, who was at the time the Norwich manager, who had been through, I think, two relegations and two promotions or something like that with them. Yeah, he was like Um, the face of Norwich. But the men in Blazers interviewed her and said, you know, uh, what what are your thoughts? It's been a struggle this season. Uh, Do you still have faith in your manager? Do you think that might be something you have to think about? And And she's like, well, I don't know how. You can expect success giving managers such a short window when they first get promoted. It's such a difficult league to adjust to this, that, the other. So it's nice to hear that it's not all like Chelsea style cutthroat. Oh, you drop two points in three matches, you're done. Pack your bags, we'll find somebody else. It's nice, but also to your guys' point, it's it's sort of way on that other end of the spectrum. And I, I almost think I have more faith in the Nottingham squad than I do in Steve Cooper. Like, yeah, there's a load of question marks there's like, what, 30 new question marks in that team now that they will, will be working through throughout the rest of the season. I don't think until week 35 or 36 they'll know what their best 11 is now. But there's enough experience and enough good bones in it for me that I, I do think they'll be able to outlast at least three other teams. But a few, of those, a few of the players are like Ryan Yates is a guy who's been with them for a while. They brought in a guy named Harry Toffolo, who was playing left back in that match. I like him very much. He, he gets was, after he it. He was, was
1: ta- He was slide tackling everyone. Like he was just, <laughs> yeah, he was he just is, going in head to the top. I
0: like him. I, I like <laughs> him. He's, he's Great to watch. And, and Dean Henderson's still, a, I think, an above average keeper. So I He's, have more shit.
3: Faith he's a fucking spoiled brat. I don't like him. I he's thought I did, smart. and then I was like, he had that one good game against West Ham, and then after that, he became. He had a good season with Ship. You realize how like subpar he actually is. Tristan, finish your point. Sorry, Um, interrupted
2: rudely. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's okay. No, I I don't like that he wears a hat, but in terms of his keeping abilities, I, I, you know, I think, I think there's, there, he's one of the, one of the parts in this Nottingham team that could really help them stay up. He's very intense. I'm sure he's a great leader in the locker room, but. Who knows? I don't really agree with the extension for uh, old Steve Cooper as well, but I mean, this is just such an interesting. We've never seen a team really in in this position. It's it's again, it's like the promotion aspect, but also the massive rehaul. I can't really recall a club that went through this big of an overhauling their first year back in the Premier
2: I think, League. Uh, Villa Villa yeah. did it
3: a few years ago, but they they managed to stay up barely, right? Barely they they but, were
2: horrible that season. So like and they, they spent, were so close
3: to relegation. They spent. Over hundred million, yeah. over who almost like hundred
1: twenty. De- was that Dean Smith?
3: Dean Smith, yeah. Jack Grealish's first season back after a while in the championship with Villa.
2: I figure got swung on by that fan. They that video's yeah. been coming around crazy. I
1: couldn't figure out who got swung on. Just being
2: at a game, and you just see that happen. I was just like, what's going on? Um, I
0: looked at the punch a lot of times, and he really didn't land it that well. It can't have hurt that bad. It was like uh, it was. It was, it. it was like his like. Like his wrist or like
3: yeah, it was, it was like his a, forearm almost like, he like hit him. Was, clubbed it him. It was he was mad proud. He was like, he he was like, like yeah,
0: that, he, he was like last bah. minute he realized the <laughs> sheer stupidity of what he was doing and was like fuck. And then the punch Just did not him. blame his intended. Yeah. But
2: Grealish re- reacted very well
3: in that situation. But yeah, so yeah, no, I don't. I, other than that, I don't think of a, I can't think of a club that's invested that much money. Um, but yeah, I guess it'll be interesting. I clearly, did the futures with Steve Cooper, and I don't think. I don't even think they'll sack him if they continue to not win a game. Like, no, I, I can't I afford to. Yeah. Well, like a Chris, right? Will,
1: Chris Wilder situation? Unless he's yeah. on like
2: 15 cents a week. Like, like, I don't, like, see him go the
1: rest of the season. Maybe they
2: sign him to like a five-year extension, and they just they could just not owe him any of the money if he does get sacked. That could be a clause, perhaps. Uh, that has to be a clause. Or it's like you're on five years. We won't tell you what you're getting paid for the next four, Like the next four after you get sacked this season but this year we'll, this year will pay, <laughs> pay you a full
3: full uh salary that's uh, that's about we have CR7 more like CR700. Andrew
0: did you get yeah. to watch the 700 with goal?
3: Yeah, no, it was a, it was a really good finish. It was a Ronaldo finish for sure. Um it wasn't easy in my opinion, but it, I mean it was he's like ball played through, Casemiro won it in the midfield, played through. Ronaldo ran onto it, but it's on his left foot and like he's just it's just like that type of goal for him. Bobby um,
2: Bobby did it better. Yeah.
3: On the weekend. Seven hundred goals. Seven hundred goals, Connor. Um
2: absolutely no
0: shit.
3: I I, I think uh, I don't really want to <laughs> talk too shame. much on the United game. I there's no really need to, but mostly on Ronaldo. Yeah, shout
0: out, dude. Seven hundred goals is a lot. Yeah, no, shit.
3: I don't I don't want to talk about I don't even want to talk I want to talk more about Ronaldo and his – and his, his.
1: so many goals.
3: Yeah, it's just it just shows the godlike player that he is. I mean, obviously he's had a rough start of the season, but still so
0: goals to like yeah. 700, even, even if it was club and country, I'd go, well, that's a shit ton of goals.
3: I really hope this goal is significant in the rest of his, um, you know, what he brings to the side. I hope it's like a, a positive aspect to it. um, Confidence, just going forward. And there's been a lot of talk about his mental health, and I think that's a huge part of it too. I mean, he's been through a lot in the last year, obviously losing a child, and a lot of the pressure from the media in terms of his future, the constant, you know, bickering around him, and the, the focus on him. So, I hope that this this goal can mean more than just a 700th goal, and it can and kind of solidify more of a consistent role on the side. I think he's still able to to play a massive role. If we if we if we do decide to let him go in January, then so be it. But I hope that he can be a part of the squad as much as possible until then. But I'm just happy that he got the goal and and uh, obviously with the injury of Martial and the in the out of form from Sancho, I think there is a, is there a, there's a spot for him to to make a real impact.
2: Yeah, these are the things that like just solidify. I mean, we get to see two and Ronaldo and Messi, but, like, when you compare their goal and assist tally across the number of games they've played and the fact that they can manage one for every game they've played and they've played, like, I don't know, 900 games. Like, yeah, <laughs> and, the it, goal it's, ratio. It's just, like, you really, as a fan, cannot wrap your head around it. Um, and, like, Ronaldo himself there was a post that put it in perspective. Like Holland would have to score 40 goals until 2037, (laughs) like per season until 2037 to touch 700. Like, yeah, are you kidding me? Well, one 2037 sounds like I'll be wearing like some sort of space jacket and like getting fed through a diaper. (laughs) That that too, (laughs) But, um, and like holland yet. might not even like yeah he's certainly on track to hit 40 but he could not hit 40 by some way this season and then like to do that for another what is it 50 not yeah 15 years like are you and
1: and oh yeah, uh, no i was just gonna say and they were reaching like like Messi aaronal were reaching like 60 plus in some of those seasons oh like, my God, i mean yeah. obviously that's uh a little bit more doable with their skill level in like, and then in doing it in La Liga, but like that's still like still, Holland's played goals. in the
2: German league. Like
3: yeah, like <laughs> I, I also think that like if you looked at Ronaldo at Holland's age, did you really think he was going to get seven hundred club goals? Like that's oh. insane. Like know, playing about, as a, playing as a winger,
1: like
2: <laughs> it's insane. And I know we're talking about Ronaldo, but that's one of the things that Messi will always have is like by the age of
1: what is it? It was like 23, 20, 23, 23, like, 23, 24. He or had two 20,
2: Ballon dors or three.
1: He had four by 22 or 20, No, he had tw- he, by 24, 25, he had four or five.
2: So it's like we talk about Holland and all these players. And then like, that's the one thing that Messi will always have. And Ronaldo is going to have his goals, his, his, Ballon dors. his success, his trophies the way he broke onto the scene, the way he did it's it. The,
0: and... Yeah, it's the iconic moment. I mean, thats I was thinking about it in the car today. I'm like, 700 truly just does not even sound like a real number. And that is really impressive. But what's more impressive is looking back of all of the insane moments he was a part of. Like, off the top of my head, the crazy bicycle kick. That was his most recent one in Champions League. That was crazy. The free yeah. kick, the, like the knuckle free kicks. I mean, he. there's a lot of players with a lot of goals. But he's somebody who just, I mean, the moments... That he is associated with in the game and and around the world too, not just in Premier League, but in the Liga uh, and, and like national play. So, I mean, I still think he has years left in the tank. Where that football is played, I'm not sure, but I definitely think he has years left. And there's more goals left in in those two feet and the, the head as well. So, well, um, what, was Slattan
3: for, almost 40 and he's playing at AC Milan, like? Yeah. And he,
0: but he look, you know, he looks. He did, Ronaldo just looks like he's still fit. It's one yeah. thing to say, to like, make it a numbers thing, but when you actually assess his durability, the, his ability, he could still play ninety. I think easily, he could still play ninety minutes. He usually comes off or comes on, but he's still very much, as the kids say, got the dog in him. And I feel like again, if he gets to a club where he can play a bit more, the style fits him a little bit better. I mean, there's still several goals and maybe a few big moments left that we can see. But
2: remember, he was rumored for what wasn't it Napoli. Yeah, he was. Napoli's undefeated right now. You imagine you kind of slide him into that team. He and, fits so well. I and that's like, like a well-ironed out team. Yeah. Like they are a team. They're pretty young, too. Like, just,
1: and just
0: well I, like, The thing I think of, too, and it's kind of funny, because there were there was that funny period for everybody but United fans where he was it was looking like he was going to go to City. And I see – I'm not comparing the two players, but I see uh, like a guy like Holland come and slide in, a natural, hungry goal scorer, and I almost – it makes me really. I wonder often what it would have looked like to have Ronaldo in the city side, a proper nine playing in in, in front of a world class ten players behind them. I he often probably think goals, he probably would have had twenty goals, twenty five.
3: Like. I think he'd have the same amount of goals as Holland at the moment. If he was,
0: I think so too. I, I really, I think
1: genuinely so. think in different in different style, obviously yeah. not yeah. running running at ninety five miles per hour like behind the line, but he would definitely right. be in the box, just getting headers, and just every ball hit would going.
2: We'd be talking 800 if that were the case. Yeah, by like, By like end of the season. <laughs> Probably. Damn, we should go city to City. <laughs> <I'm just kidding.
0: laughs> uh, well, I guess, I don't know, Andrew, what do you think? I mean, it's tough to say because it's, it, it's tough to, we don't know what's going to happen in January if anything, but I was, what do you think his, is all comps goal tally could be this season? Playing with how he's playing right now. He plays, what, every like three games usually comes in as a sub often.
3: He comes in as a sub in almost every... Oh, actually, I guess he hasn't really come off the bench too Europa much. League, he uh, played the
1: full 90 didn't
3: he? Yeah, he but did. He's probably
1: going to start now. I think he's going to leave in January. I
3: think he'll leave in January, but I, I think...
1: I don't think it's possible for him to leave in January. No <coughs> one's going to buy him.
2: I think he could, <coughs> Sorry. Barcelona will like, find a way. <laughs> yeah,
1: unless... If he went to Barca, like... No, I, unless they like... Unless PSG player switches. Yeah, no. I
3: mean, a lot could happen until January. I would like for him to stay, but I think he could potentially easily leave... Um, but if he were to stay a full season, I think he could get 15 goals. It's fair.
0: Yeah. It's
3: a fair number.
2: And
0: lastly, but not least, some very sad news coming out of the Brighton and Hove Albion camp. Just a couple days ago, Enoch Mwepu, um, who is a very, very beloved player on both the Zambian national team and Brighton. I uh, had to announce an early retirement. They found a heart condition. I'm not sure how similar it is to other ones that have been, sort of popping up in football as of recent years, but very, very sad. Not only because he was such a bright player, he's only 24, had a lot of football to play in front of him, but by all accounts from what other players are saying, a world-class human being, an individual who did so much for the country of Zambia, helped their football team, goes back and helps with the youth quite often. So, you know, obviously he has a, a future in football and, a, and not in the realm that he would want, but um, very, very tough to hear. And I mean, it, it is sort of wild how, how these – these are. It seems like this is starting to pop up more and more within football. or These sort of heart conditions, but yeah,
3: I mean, he. I believe it was a hereditary heart condition that developed. I don't know the name of it, but developed late later in your in yeah, your life like
2: becomes prevalent later on. Yeah,
3: and it, and, it, and he was taken to a hospital um, after he felt ill after um, he was in Mali. So I, on, I think it was on with the national team. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's extremely heartbreaking. And they, they nicknamed him the computer. That's his nickname because of the reading of his game. So if, a, if that's his nickname, then I think he definitely has a future in football, hopefully at a management level or coaching or some level like that. Uh, but it's just, I mean, it is it is heartbreaking to see a player like like that come up with, unfortunately, be diagnosed with that and have to have to retire because, I mean, he was one of the key players at Brighton since they signed him and just being an engine in midfield and just essential for their midfield overall.
1: Uh, it's definitely it's definitely sad to see it but it's definitely I'm definitely happy with the way ha- like football is progressing and that yeah. like, we're catching this this early cuz I mean the Erickson thing was a very freak accident but we've definitely seen other we've definitely seen this in other people. I can't T. T. Ma-
3: check Chekiote literally uh, passed away during he he died on in a, on the training pitch. Yeah, he had a heart. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he had a heart attack. So like, training,
1: it's definitely good to rather hear. <clears throat> it is sad, but I'd rather hear his career was ended early than his case, than right. not knowing that right. he had it and then dying. And
0: like I think that's a good point, Jay. Like it, we don't, you don't want these to see these awful things. One of them, Erickson's particular televised. But if something like that you know, if players are now a little bit more careful or doing their due diligence in terms of looking at these things and being more proactive about them, then, I mean, a lot of good comes from that. I'm not saying these two events were directly related, but, I mean, you make a great point there. It is nice to see how far football has come, and and medical practice and the medical field in general has come to be able to pick these things up, because you obviously, you know, the the Erickson ending is like a literal one in a million. You know, there's a lot of other universes where he's not playing anymore, or maybe not even alive anymore, so... To catch it is really great, still heartbreaking, but you know, like you said, Andrew, based on the nickname, it sounds like he has a a long career ahead of him and behind a desk or having an earpiece in even and and doing some coaching. So hopefully we can team around.
2: He fully intends to, I think, continue to be a part of the game and offer what he can and make maybe a professional career. And it's good to know that. He can set an example in this. Tristan, you mentioned all the medical successes and technological successes we have in this day and age. And it it means something for him to set an example and actually listen to it. Because a lot of players can easily not listen to it. It can be boiled down to something as simple as like concussion protocol. There's a lot of times where it's like, oh, should that player have gone back on the pitch? Like he was clearly unconscious for a moment in time. And then like the medical staff might check him out and then sure enough, he'll be playing again. So like it's one thing to understand what's going on, but then it is another thing to take the advice of medical professionals and set the standard of like, this is best for me as an individual and it's not going to hinder my success. And I think rising ball, like to, to sum up, not even to sum up because I'm sure it's not easy to, but him as a human being, like the remarks that Brighton or himself offered in his kind of retirement statement, um, rising ballers put up a post. It was like a, a boy from a small town in Zambia has some news to share And this is quoting him. I stood strong to follow my dream of playing football at the highest level by the grace of God. I lived my dream by reaching the premier league, but dreams come to an end. It is with sadness. I announce I need to hang up my boots because of medical advice I have received. This is not the end of my involvement with football. I plan to stay involved in some way. Thank you to everyone who supported me in my football journey. So like he came, he saw, he conquered. He's content with that as anybody should be. And now it's like turn the page, and I'm sure he's gonna be at the peak very soon. And like whatever he does next, so yeah, top class human for sure.
0: Hopefully, at Brighton. Hey, by all accounts, the uh, Champions League team needs some serious help. So stick him behind the desk. There's no way he could be worse. He as long as he knows the lyrics to Hey Jude, apparently. He's <laughs> funny, so. Jude. Get him on Champions League. Get him his chops there. Apparently, they're, they're just drinking at the half and just doing whatever. Nice. So, Very true. <laughs> but um, that's it for us.
3: I wanted to quickly shout out Miguel Amarone, the Paraguayan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, he's, been, he's been one of the revitalized players. Let's be quick, but one of the revitalized players since, um, since Eddie Howe has come in. And it, a lot of this was trending after he obviously scored at the weekend, but... Jack Grealish, I guess I didn't even know this happened, but Jack Grealish made a comment in last year's parade. Instead uh, of Riyad Mahrez was playing like Miguel Almiron to get and to get him off the pitch when he was drunk, <laughs> and if people were like Jack Grilish's stats, it was like the amount of games he had and the goals he had like this season or something like that or, or throughout the, his career with City and Miguel Almiron had more, and so it was just so funny to see that. Um, and it's good to see, because I feel like Miguel Morone's kind of gotten some like scapegoating done towards him, just based off, like, he's one of those players, like, oh, like, he th- he did break the record for Newcastle at the time in terms of, like, club signing, and for came from the MLS, from Atlanta United, so just wanted to give that shout as, like, obviously we talk about the players, like, Joe Linton, St. Maxi, um, obviously Trips, and a few other Gimoresh, a lot of these star players that. We're players that are playing well now under Eddie Howe, and I think he's a player to shout. Just considering the goal tallies that he's picked up, I think he's
2: he scored a crazy goal two weekends ago. Yeah, he was like, like a it ch- was pure yeah, class. Wasn't it, it work... wasn't it this weekend. No, I think last week he had a really he didn't score
0: this weekend though.
3: He, he did he score, did, but he, did. he scored a hat trick last
1: week. Okay,
2: yeah, that uh, vo- that volley was right? crazy. It was a v- brace maybe? Was it a hat
3: trick
1: maybe? He's, he scored a, a hat trick. Yeah, so he, he scored that they, crazy volley. Hat trick.
2: He's four goals, and he does have four goals this season. And I mean, hard work goes a long way because hard work is what earned him a spot in that Newcastle side because he was known as the relentless, put the back line under pressure type of player. And everyone has been waiting, waiting, waiting to see the bits of talent that he's shown previously in his career. And like, finally, finally, it looks like we're going to get to just sit back and enjoy it yeah exactly hopefully,
1: hopefully he keeps that i mean he probably pissed jack grealish off at some point in some game
3: is it, it was jack grealish like with a heineken bottle and he's like get ryan off the pitch he's looking like out it was like him just like hammered just yelling into the camera he's it looks like alvaro out there or whatever plenty of those clips <laughs> yeah so um and i mean it's just funny i mean i don't think that's too like too much harm done there but just, I guess, when you're talking about No,
0: and it. it is sort of a funny inside look at how players talk to one another. Like, players also pay attention to form. And if somebody, like, if somebody's typically out of form or not getting it done, like, it's something that the players understand because they've been there. Jack Relish has been out of form, but, like. It's a bit disrespectful,
3: in my opinion, but. A little, but. It's also it's like, part of the game. It's part like, of the, yeah, I think it's yeah. just like. It, I think it, it it's totally banter at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good little could be a good little matchup. And, and Newcastle and Man City have, I think, a budding little rivalry because they're both big oil clubs now. And they did draw the last time they played. So I'm <laughs> yeah. keeping my
2: eye on that. Um, no, for sure. But, yeah. Everyone needs to get off. If Andrew gets a shout-out. I get a shout-out. Uh, oh, my God. Everyone needs to get off Trent's back. want to lower his mic? I'm surprised you guys didn't ask that down. question. <laughs> but the media needs to get – he did – none of this. Oh, Jurgen pulled him. He picked up an ankle injury. Jurgen. The years that he's known, i Trent has never removed himself from the side. It was too painful to move on. He was already experiencing swelling at the half, so some Why sort are of he's shouting of out s- Trent right now. I'm I'm just saying I'm not shouting him out. I'm saying everyone needs to get yeah, off his back. It show, should be on Salah.
1: I thought, thought that still been been was the
0: resenting, but now we're shouting out Elmer on Trent. I don't know hate. I'm, I'm not shouting out Trent. I'm
2: just I'm just bringing some. Alvaro was on the list. Trent wasn't. Well, (laughs) Liverpool was on the list, so I I get to talk Trent, and I thought one of you would ask. "What? Where did this come from? I'm not saying he needs a shout. I'm just saying the media needs to get off his back, and you got to cry your sad tune when the cameras turn to Ronaldo after a a goal goes in or something, and the same thing's happening to Trent, and he was not solely responsible for the goals that we conceded (laughs) on the weekend. So (laughs) where's this coming from, bro? I, it needed to be said. Literally, both goals. I thought well, one was going to ask
0: about Trent, but you didn't, so I'm going to have to
2: let you know. Both goals. Goal goes in. Immediately pans to Trent. You know, delusion. You, you know what they talk about it, delusional Liverpool fans? Not, not that delusion. He's not, not in good form. Not that He's that not playing well. I'm I, not
3: denying any of this. Not that I don't but, defend, obviously, like, this, the media slander, I'm not a fan of it, but the fact that this came up out of nowhere is
2: what killed. me. It needed me. to be said.
3: It
0: <laughs> needed future, to be said. Just, when we plan out the episode, just say, hey, I want to talk about training. We can do it, no problem. I'll write
2: it in. I thought one of you guys was going to bash him, so I was like ready to go. And I, no, I we're can't right we're, no we're good people.
0: Oh, right,
1: no,
3: right. I, w- I, w- I would have bashed about him if we talked about him when we talked. The only about person, Littler, that, the only person I
2: would have bashed is Salah.
3: You waited four topics to bring up Trent.
1: Where <laughs> it, it had
2: to be said, <laughs> because- I needed to protect my young fullback. And no the one was attacking him. <laughs> Nobody- you just said you were waiting
1: for us to bash him when we did it. And because- so you just- I know it's
2: in his brain. <laughs> yeah. I know it's in his brain. He'll
1: bring right. it up tomorrow at Tristan- breakfast.
3: <laughs> Tristan, you need <laughs> to come to my defense. When when did I
0: even? even reference I talked right. about players injury it didn't injured. need to be said but maybe like a half hour ago that's all
3: <laughs> well it, it, it was said i, I guess i is, guess me defending miguel Almirón, who had nothing to do with manchester you united you were defending him you were just shouting him out but, and defending him
0: it's like was like while well, <laughs> we're shouting people out we're just
1: <laughs> i'm going to say out guys i want to shout
0: out uh, uh christian romero i thought he had a great
3: uh, shout <laughs> out shout out ben i want to De- shout, De-
0: out. shout out ben decor yeah. <laughs> De- <laughs> as well uh while we got time i want to shout out uh
3: emerson Dante. royale
0: i'd like to oh. shout out the guy who was sitting front row at the game who's really making noise getting behind the boys <laughs> all right um end this episode
3: yeah all right folks thanks for joining the howlers podcast be sure to check us out on all streaming platforms. Our link tree is there with all of our content, and we'll see you very soon.
2: Bye bye now, Trent. I got you. <clears throat>